Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. We have another conversation today in our Set Apart to Serve series. This has been a great series learning about church worker formation from different church workers, from pastors and deaconesses and teachers. And today we get to talk to another one of our seminary presidents. Joining me today, Dr. Tom Egger, president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis and professor of exegetical theology there at the seminary. Thanks so much for joining me today, Dr. Egger. Thank you for having me, Sarah. So you have this role at the seminary as president, relatively still new. I remember we had you here in the studio right after you were installed into that role. A very exciting time for you and for the seminary. But before we get into all of those things that are happening at the seminary, let's start with with your story about becoming a church worker. What was that path for you? When did you start thinking about becoming a church worker? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I grew up in the church. My parents had us kids in the pew with them Sunday after Sunday. And I guess I would say that one of the most important things or, or key things that drew me to consider the ministry was just having, having heard the gospel so regularly and knowing that, knowing that I had a Savior who loved me so much and loved everyone, knowing that the work that Jesus has done for us is eternally significant and and gives people hope and strength and life not only in this world but for all eternity in the in the world to come and and I knew that I was a sinner I I I got into plenty of trouble as a kid and every Sunday I knew that I had a savior who met me there in his word and in his sacrament and and who forgave my sins and welcomed me and I just, I found great meaning and joy in the gospel and in, in God's word and, and the good news of Jesus. And so as I, as I thought about what I would do in life, that was something that I really treasured and, and saw the importance of my pastor who confirmed me, Marlon Remfer, also encouraged me to think about the ministry. And I think that encouragement, it wasn't a persistent or frequent encouragement, but shortly before I was confirmed, he took me out for lunch. He took all the confirmands out for lunch individually in the in the months leading up to confirmation. And he encouraged me, said, Tom, I'm sure you think about doing a number of different things, but I hope that among them, you'll think about studying for the ministry and being a pastor. And then, and then also my older brother, we didn't have church workers in my family, except that my older brother decided to go to seminary and he too is a Missouri Synod pastor. And so uh, seeing my older brother go to seminary and then begin serving as a young pastor also was formative for me. And I'm sure really made the possibility of studying to be a pastor realistic to me. Mm-hmm. What did your formation path look like then once this was something that you knew you were going to do? What did that formation path look like? Yeah, when I when I chose a college, I actually I was thinking about being a pastor, but I was more actively thinking about uh, being involved in politics and journalism. And so oh. I actually chose a college 
to study English and writing and, and journalism. So I didn't go to a Lutheran college, but I did study a lot of history and philosophy and, and literature and language during, during college, which prepared me well, I think, in a broad way for, for seminary studies. And then my pastoral formation really took place then almost exclusively here at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. I came here as a summer Greek student in <laughs> the summer of 1993 and just really found my time here to be so rich and so beneficial for the work that I would later do then as a pastor. I, in my undergraduate years, I was at a, a small liberal arts college that was it was fairly liberal, and so the uh, even the the re the religion classes, the sociology classes, a number of the different classes were really taught from a bent that relativized just convictions. And certainly, I I had to go through all of that with with my guard up a little bit as a Christian. And when I came to seminary, I just felt like I could be a sponge. And the men, the men who taught here at the seminary and, and who shaped me, I just gained such affection for and appreciation for and, and so embraced them and what they were teaching with a lot of joy and, and confidence. Mm -hmm. And once you were through formation at the seminary, uh, where, where have you served up until your time as president? Well, I was I was a parish pastor in only one congregation before I was called back to the seminary to teach. So I, I studied at Concordia Seminary in the 1990s. I then served a parish in Northwest Iowa, Zion Lutheran Church in rural Storm Lake, Iowa, for five wonderful years with a wonderful congregation. And then I was called back to the seminary in 2005 to teach Old Testament. So I've been teaching the Hebrew language and the books and theology of the Old Testament here at the seminary for the last 18 years. Wow. So you mentioned along the way some people like your pastor, your older brother that maybe set an example or, or encouraged you to consider church work. What What is that role of relationship, building relationship as your pastor did taking all of the confirmands out to lunch? What is that role of building relationships and really getting to know the people around us in, in our spheres? What does that how, what role does that play in forming new church workers? Yeah, well, it's it's huge. And our theme this year at the seminary, every year we choose a, a year-long theme to set the tone for our life and work together here. And our theme this year is based on a passage from 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. And the theme is sharing the gospel, sharing our lives. And the emphasis or the idea is that as we go about sharing the gospel together, it really is a very important part of sharing the gospel and also a huge blessing from God that we also share our lives together, that we invest ourselves in others, that we open our lives up to others so that we get to know others and others get to know us. And this is a really important part of ministry, not just of encouraging young people towards the ministry, but of, of being a pastor or a deaconess or a missionary is to, to really invest yourself in the lives of other people and in that way, give testimony to the truth of the gospel. Because the gospel message is the message that God has sent his son to draw so near to us, to take on human flesh, 
to live life among us in this world and to to know all of our our sorrows and our joys, to bear our burdens. The, the gospel is a message of Jesus who, who laid down his life for us, who gave himself fully over for us. And so when we as Christians live in that way with one another, and, and in terms of the question you asked, with, with pastors really investing themselves and getting to know young people in their congregation, and, uh, and becoming known by the young people so that people feel like they know who their pastor is. They see him as a real human being, a sinner, but also a forgiven believer, someone who, who joyfully spends his life in service in Christ's name. That becomes a really formative relationship for young people and certainly is a big factor in drawing them towards church work and towards the ministry. I know that was certainly the case in the past with the pastors that I had growing up. Mm-hmm. What does that look like then at the seminary and in investing in the lives of these young people for the, the men and women who are at seminary pursuing pastoral formation, deaconess formation? How are the, the professors and you as president as well able to invest in these young people or, or maybe not so young people as they're right. pursuing this formation to be church workers? Right. Well, it's one of the best things about living in, and working here at the seminary is the people that God brings to our campus and into our community and the way that that we share so much here together as as his people. And so we share we share Christ's love and gifts in chapel every day. So we sit shoulder to shoulder as humble disciples hearing God's word for us and hearing about his love and his promises to us, his purposes for us praying to him together, singing his praises together. And, and out of that center, our, our life grows out into the classrooms and into the seminary community in a way that, that it really is a shared, a shared work and a shared project, teaching and learning together, growing together. There's an awful lot of life outside of the classrooms here too at the seminary. When I travel around the church, which I get to do quite a bit now as seminary president, engaging uh, pastors out in the church, I will oftentimes ask them to reflect back on their seminary time. And I'll say, tell me, as you look back on seminary, what was most formative to you? What really shaped you? What was really, what really stays with you about that experience and was memorable? And in many, many cases, they will begin by saying, the classroom experience and the learning was really crucial and really formative, but <laughs> so they'll always say, you know, what they learned here was really hugely important and beneficial, but then they, they, they shift and they say, but, but what I really remember or, or what really shaped me, and then they will talk about things outside of the classroom. And it will usually be relationships with a professor They'll talk about a particular professor who really got to know them and invested in them, time they spent talking with that professor in his office, time, times when they were invited over to a professor's home. We have faculty houses here on our campus, so many of our professors live right here, and even the off-campus professors oftentimes invite students over to their homes. So pe- people will look back and they'll talk about relationships with a professor, or they'll talk about relationships and conversations with shared life with their classmates. 
They'll say, I learned a lot in the classroom, but what I really remember is all the conversations we would have in the dining hall over meals and the way that we would argue about things and dream about things and just discuss, discuss their, their shared life at the seminary, discuss theology, discuss their, their dreams and their plans. And, uh, and that, that too is a big part of what we all share here together at the seminary is a real sense of shared purpose. We are here because we belong to Christ. We are here because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and he wants that message of, of life and forgiveness in Jesus to go out into all the world. And we all are a part of that, of that blessing and of that shared work and mission. And it really, it really creates deep bonds between, between the students and between the students and the faculty and the staff here at the seminary. We need to take a quick break. We're talking with Dr. Tom Egger, president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis for our Set Apart to Serve series. We'll be right back. For listening to The Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. To live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world. To live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with Dr. Tom Egger, president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis for our Set Apart to Serve series. And before we went to break, Dr. Egger, you were giving this wonderful explanation of how how students are formed at the seminary. And people may know of of the the residential route for pastoral formation and deaconess formation at the seminary. What are the, the wide array of formation opportunities at the seminary? Yeah, well, traditionally, the seminary back in the day was mainly single young men straight out of college who came to the seminary and lived in the dorms and studied for four years and including a a year of, of practical experience on vicarage and then were called out into the church as pastors. And uh, since those days to the present, we now have a number of different formation programs and, and routes to full-time church. One of the biggest additions is uh, studies for women at the seminary who desire to serve the church as deaconesses. So we have a, a deaconess program that prepares women to serve in that role in the church. And we also have a number of very specifically tailored programs that are designed for special situations out in the church and are, and are carried out, the formation program is carried out as a distance program, largely through online instruction and short-term intensive experiences on campus for pastors who, who serve in ministry during that time of preparation as, as, as vicars. And then during that course of service or at the end of it are, are ordained as pastors in that place. And uh, so we have a, a number of those more specifically tailored programs, the specific ministry pastor program, the Ethnic Immigrant Institute of Theology, which is for 
mainly first-generation immigrant students who are serving in immigrant communities, a worshiping community among an immigrant population. We have the Center for Hispanic Studies, which in which our students study online in Spanish. All of the theology classes in that program are taught in Spanish. And, and we also have a program called the Cross-Cultural Ministry Center in partnership with Concordia University Irvine, which specifically prepares pastors who are engaged in beginning a new culture-crossing ministry. But, but our, our, largest, our largest program continues to be our Master of Divinity program here on the campus, where, where the students move here and, uh, and live either on the campus here or, or close nearby. We have married students with families. We have newly married students. We have single students. Some students coming just out of college, others who have been in a career for some time. And, and then also what's called the Residential Alternate Route Program, which is also here on our campus, a full-time program of study. It's one year less than the MDiv program, and it's for men who are 35 years or older and have been uh, very involved in leadership roles in their local congregation for Lutheran ministries along the way. And all of these, all of these are gifts of God to the church, these different programs. But we really are, are seeking to emphasize the great value, when at all possible, of students coming and living here at the seminary and studying full-time in community as a part of their formation. We think the depth of preparation, the time that is invested in it and, and devoted to it, uh, and the, the shaping of daily worship and our community life together is really something that can't be fully duplicated in other ways. And so we thank God for, for, uh, for that resource and continue to encourage people when at all possible towards that route of prep, deep preparation for a lifetime of ministry in the church. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. I know that that's part of of the strategic planning of the seminary to have this real, really full, full person formation, right? Of of all these pastors that are being formed into church work. Why is this something that that you feel so passionate about? Yeah, well, there there are a lot of a lot of dimensions to it that that could be discussed, but I think I think one of the one way to think about it is that there really is a, a deep sense or a deep imparting of, of churchly identity, of gospel ministry identity, and a, and a real sense of attachment to that teaching, to that mission, and to the church that happens for the students who, who are learning face to from a faculty member and shoulder to shoulder with other future pastors there is a bond, I think, that's created there or a set of bonds that are really important to the well-being of the church. First of all, as, as, a, as a professor, I can, I can tell you that there is a, a way of connecting with students in in-person learning and not just in the classroom, but like I said before, inside and outside of the classroom, a way of connecting with students that just gets through to them and wins them over to the joy and the beauty and the depth and the Christ-centeredness of our theology, and that, that creates a bond between our students and the teaching, our, between our students and the confession, the doctrine, 
that is a very valuable and important deep commitment and and deep internalizing of that uh, of that confession and of the church's doctrine drawn from the scriptures. So there's there's a deep bond in our full-time residential program for our students to the teaching itself that they're receiving. There's deep bonds that are created to one another as they share life and share experiences and look out for one another's kids and play softball and volleyball and basketball together in an intramurals and worship together in chapel and have have barbecue cookouts regularly and just all of those things the stories that they tell about their professors the ones they like and the ones they don't like all of those are all of those are shared experiences that will last a lifetime that bond our students and bond the future pastors and deaconesses of the church to one another uh, for the long haul. And then also, I think there's something about moving to the seminary. You know, the, one of the church's seminaries that that also bonds you in a deep sense and gives you a gives you your bearings in terms of the church at large. Here at the St. Louis Seminary, we have church leaders from the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming through campus with great regularity, preaching in chapel, meeting our students. We have missionaries coming back from missionary service, preaching in our chapel, meeting and visiting with our students. There's just, by, by stepping out of your home congregation context, there is something formative that happens to you that stamps you as belonging to Christ's church in a broader sense. And I think instills in our students, first of all, a love for the for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and a love for, for the one holy Christian apostolic church, a love for the church through the ages as they learn deeply about church history, and, and a willingness to be a servant of that church, to go as their as their lives, their path in life unfolds. To, to be open to going wherever the Lord will call them and to serving in whatever way the church needs them to serve. I think um, our, our traditional residential full-time program really creates that and stamps that sense of identity and, and attachment on our students in a, in a really healthy way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's a really a blessing to the church to have that opportunity for young people and, and not so young people to, to attend the seminary and to build those bonds that will last them throughout their entire ministry to have this uh, this brotherhood of, of, of men that were alongside them in seminary. That's just a wonderful thing. Right. We have just a couple of minutes left. What is your encouragement to to young people who are just entering college or to second career people who may be considering church work? What is your encouragement to them to consider this path? Well, my encouragement is that the church needs pastors and deaconesses because the world needs the gospel. And there there is simply no more beautiful thing in the world to do than to bring the, the everlasting love of Jesus Christ into the lives of those whom he loves so dearly. And many of them don't even know him yet, but he loved them so much that he gave himself into death on the cross. He, he loves them so much that he has established his church in the world to, to proclaim the things that he has done, to proclaim his mercy, to proclaim his coming kingdom. 
He loves them so much that he is placing it in the hearts of men and women to serve full-time in the church so that so that all of the people that Christ died for and loved so much might the gospel and be attached to Christ to, to the body of Christ to the church. It is it is a beautiful work to serve in the church. It is fulfilling, it is joyful, and it is also really challenging, more and more challenging in our day. So it is not it is not cushy work. It is not an easy path, but for people who are looking for deep meaning in their life and and eternal significance to their to their daily work, service in the church is is certainly that. And we we would welcome conversations with you, the, the enrollment uh, folks at at either one of our seminaries or Concordia universities would love to talk to people who are considering church work and just explore what uh, what that path might look like. Mm-hmm. And how can we learn more about Concordia Seminary and all the opportunities available there? Well, our website has lots of good information and uh, the website is just www.csl.edu. CSL for Concordia St. Louis. So www.csl.edu. Very good. Dr. Tom Egger, president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis and professor of exegetical theology there. Thanks so much for joining me on the coffee hour today. Been my pleasure. Thanks so much. You can learn more about the Set Apart to Serve series at lcms.org slash SAS. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit kfuo.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at kfuo.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.